Oh, what's good too, mate? You said chapter 37 of Chojin X was incredible. You should have brought his A game to the fight choreography in Tokyo is more competent while still being a dork. Yeah, I agree. Children X coming back. Very much excited. It took a long time for it to come back. I really, I, I preferred what I wanted. I mostly wanted Tokyo to just go crazy on the guy. But it showed that Tokyo is like strong now. He's a, he's a fighter now. And at the same time, he was injured. So he was not able to go to his full capacity. So it shows you, it's kind of like um, the Ken Kaneki situation where after the time skip, Kaneki was much more competent and it took a while for him to go like his full, like, hey, I'm just a badass now. Tokyo will get his moment. I'm sure Tokyo will get his moment. And uh, I'll talk about Trojan X in a second, but welcome back. This is Shonen Go Takes episode 16. We're going to be talking about the weekly manga. Black Clover didn't have a chapter this week, unfortunately, nor did JJK, but we did have one piece of more lore per usual. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, I'm going to do some other like interesting segment ideas as well. Uh, I'm going to go over a AI matchup thing. I saw this and I wanted to test it out. So we're... I'm going to test it out a little bit later. I don't know if the crew's coming, you know, so they might have ghosted me for today, but I'm more than willing to do a solo episode to talk my stuff, of course. So with solo episodes, obviously, I don't have to uh, go as long. So let's start off with a lot of uh, interesting things. Weekly manga, of course, and it really has to start off with One Piece. Now, One Piece chapter, what was it? One Piece chapter 1085 has dropped a, a very interesting lore bit. It really established something that I think I, we, I talked about it in one of the prior episodes in reference to Alabaster and its relation to the D-Clan. So chapter 1085 was a banger chapter, of course. You know, One Piece for the most part every week has been dropping the best chapters of the week. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised at this point. Chapter 1085 really focused on what was going on with the elders, what was going on with King Cobra, Emu, and even Sabo played a part around the end. And I was wrong. I, me and Quan did talk. I, I was wrong in reference to I didn't think the elders were going to king kill King Cobra. They definitely did, right? So King Cobra kind of went there knowing he was going to die, so... He wanted to know the truth. He was very comfortable with leaving the uh, whole like uh, country in the hands of Vivi, it seems like. So he wanted to figure out the truth between Queen Lily and the D-Clan and the origination of the you know government, right? Now, one thing that the King Cobra did establish in this chapter was that one of the people seemed to be named similar to what King Emu. So the hint is that King Emu may be a former king who probably achieved immortality, one of the first kings, and probably something went wrong and he took the throne. Immortality, we've seen a lot of hints of what immortality could be. One thing that you could possibly hint it to is with Trafalgar D. Law's Devil Fruit and achieving immortality. So that it would make sense that one of the people, because we even though we got this nugget of like this fruit being super OP, it can help achieve immortality. One thing that we do know is that we've never seen it put to action. There needs to be like something related to 
a big event where immortality was achieved. And I, I think it's possible that one of the former kings achieved immortality via this fruit, right? So I'm thinking that's most likely. I did have like three different theories. It was a former king, a character we didn't know, or like, you know, Zebek. But it seems like it was a former king as of right now, based on what we were told, right? Another interesting nugget that those uh, kind of elus illustrated throughout this chapter is that the Alabasta royalty are part of the D clan as well. So more than likely, I think we can save, uh, say confidently that Vivi is a D member as well. Now, this inherently doesn't mean anything in relation to Luffy because we see so many D clan members and they're not caring about one another. You know, we got Luffy not caring about uh not really caring that law is also a d clan member so you could just be very 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 distant relatives it doesn't really change the tone of the story but it's interesting that vv is and the alabasta kind of royalty are all d clan members and i wonder how far does that really go now that we know that there are hidden d clan members could there be more hidden d clan members moving forward uh to me, you said, I find it funny that the whole D thing has been set up with a character and family that premiered over two decades ago. Do you think Oda planned from the start or that that idea evolved over time? I think he 100% planned this from the start. I think you can tell when some things that Oda kind of uh, winged later on versus what he planned from the start. Things that was introduced like D clan has always been a prevalent part of the story. So anything related to the D-Clan all has probably been established by Oda in some way. Now, you could say it wasn't fully flushed out, but I do think in some way it was already established. Whereas when it comes to like mythical Zoans and the elders seem to be mythical Zoans as well, I think those are things that was established later on after you're starting to get an idea of what your power system wanted to be. And um, hockey at the same time i feel like hockey was established later on as well right but i do think like the one piece for example laugh tail d clan uh void century i think those are things that oda probably had an idea right from the beginning so with that said the let's kind of touch place on the elders now being well first thing it seems queen lily was the maybe the originator of the d clan I don't know how they want to do this. Was Clean Lily a part of the D-Clan or the originator of the D-Clan? I'm really not sure on that retrospect. And maybe the officials will clear that up a little bit more. But if uh, Queen Lily was like the originator or one of the originators of the D-Clan, that means like every D-Clan member vein from Alabasta. So that means like law uh, stemmed from Alabasta. Luffy, Ace freak um Saul right so that that would be an interesting making Alabasta like the center of the world basically making it the Africa of One Piece basically which you know I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be anything crazy especially considering you know it's crazy that Alabasta was introduced super early in the One Piece manga so a credit to Oda if he wants to establish that Alabasta is the originator of the D clan but I feel like it I feel like it's, I don't know, it's it really hard to say. With that said, what does that really mean for future D-Clan members and the rest of the D-Clan members? Like, does that mean all of them? I feel like what it probably is going to have to be is like, Vivi, this would be a crazy, this would be a crazy story uh, 
element moving forward, it's especially in relation to going against the world government, and especially since Vivi's with Sabo right now. And I think Sabo heard this. So Sabo probably told Vivi as well. A story element or a story plot line that would be amazing moving forward with this is Vivi goes and hunts down, or not hunts down, but goes and searches for all the rest of the D-Clan members. So she goes to search for them, tells them the truth, and tells them their destiny, right? So that means she's going to go search for Luffy again. That means she's going to search for Law. That means she's going to, she's probably going to meet Dragon, right? She's going to look for Garp, right? She's going to, oh, Saul's dead. Um, other D-Clan members do we, that is still alive. What are other D-Clan members are actually alive still in One Piece? I don't even know how much are actually alive currently in the story. But if she goes and hunts them all down, brings them to Alabasta, and then kind of sets a storyline where the D-Clan finally goes against the world government, I think that would be an amazing plot line to do. And obviously the world government is going to be an enemy at some point in the story. So it would make sense that Vivi, especially since she was, um, she's probably going to get hunted by the Emu and the elders. And, oh, it also makes sense with why like Emu, he had that image back when he was initially introduced where he had the image of Shirahoshi, the image of Luffy, and they had the image of Vivi. Vivi is a descendant of Queen Lily. Emu has an interest in Lily. Vivi is now the ruler of Alabasta, and Vivi is a D-Clan member, right? I feel like the I feel like it has to be Vivi's going to search for all the D-Clan members to go against the world government. I think that that is definitely set in stone as of right now, and it'll be amazing to see. I'm curious to see what Dragon does after hearing this information. I am so curious. Moving on in this chapter, um, well, let me see what Tumei you said. That makes sense. We've seen that the world government is such an appalling threat. All pirates unanimously chose to ally against them out of principle, despite any personal grievances. I can't even say for sure. Oh, yeah, Blackbeard. Oh, I feel like Blackbeard, hmm, Vivi and Blackbeard. I wonder how that interaction is going to Blackbeard has his own agenda, so I don't even know how that's going to go. Rox D. Zebek is also very interesting in part of this story as, as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see how all these interactions go about, 100%. Another thing to touch upon in the new chapter for One Piece is that the elders seem to be mythical zones. Um, I'm not surprised at that. It'll be interesting to see what they want to do because it seems like mythical zones as of right now are the most powerful fruit in one piece. Like we, we know that. So future characters seem to be mythical zones. It's curious. It's interesting that you went that route. I think mythical zones are easier to kind of establish what type of powers they will have versus a paramecia, right? Paramecia are so like wide encompassing that, you know, it's hard to really dictate, okay, the progression of their power, Right. You know, because Lost Fruit is so crazy versus something like, you know, Luffy's not a paramecia anymore versus something like uh, Kid's Fruit, right? With the magnet, uh, powers, right? Whereas you have the mythical Zoan, it works the similarly to a Zoan. You can base the lore off a of mythical Zoan from a mythical creature in lore as a, like a god or some ancient creature. Um, you can have different forms you know that they're going to have. They're going to have their zone form. They're going to have their human form. And they're going to have their hybrid form. And then you can give any other power-ups and reference to the Zoan lore. So I think it's just easier 
when it comes down to future characters, future Devil Fruit giving them mythical zones. I, I'm, I'm not mad at Oda's direction on establishing a hey, future characters are probably just going to be mythical zones, just like Luffy, just like Kaido, for example. I'm not saying they're we're probably still going to get like Paramecias and Logias, but I think I, he's well established that mythical zones are probably a tier above in comparison. So all the elders being mythical zones, you know, makes sense. Um, I wonder if they're actually that powerful because they did injure Sabo, but it was kind of like five against one. I wonder uh, if all the I wonder if Emu is a mythical Zoan, mythical Zoan, devil fruit, God slash I'm Jesus Christ. You know, that's possible, but it'll be curious to see. And yeah, I agree. Not, I'm not sure about what Blackbeard's going to do if Vivi found him. So that's crazy. Wapple now being a major player in One Piece yet again. You know, Oda loves his gag characters. Like he loves his buggies. He loves his Wapples. He loves his um, bone clays. He always gives these characters who were a lot more goofy in the story, even if there were villains, especially an important role later on. Like Buggy is one of the uh, four Yonko, right? And he's the leader of this like new like pirate association leader, right? We have people like uh, Bone Clay helping Luffy get out of prison, you know, important moment. Now we have Wapple who had Vivi escape, and now he has to help Vivi escape from the elders in the world government. So Oda loves with his gag characters, giving them important moments. And in this situation, I think Wapple seen the writing on the wall that, hey, I need to get out of here. These guys are crazy. So it, it's cool. It's funny that Wapple is now helping the good guys, so to speak. Um, and now they kind of recognize it now makes sense also why Savo is such a big threat because he knows the truth with King Emu because King Emu is a secret. He knows the truth about Emu. He knows the truth about the elders being mythical Zoans. He knows the truth about Alabasta, Lily, and the D-Clan. He knows the truth about how Lily um, was able to release the Poneglyphs into society and establish the trajectory of learning more about the void century and the past and about history. So Sabo knowing this information is dangerous. It's as, just like why they want to get rid of Robin, right? So that's why Sabo is such an important threat. And that's why they see him as an important threat, uh, even in comparison to Dragon, of course. The information of what happened in the void century and what happened in history the cause of establishing the monarchy, the celestial dragons, all of that is important information that nobody can know. That's how you control people, controlling information. So it'll be amazing to see what this is going to play out when it comes to Sabo. And we know Sabo is, you know, alive still. He met up with Dragon. Oh, I'm just so curious to see what happens now. And all of this has been happening void of the Straw Hats. Like, One Piece has been telling amazing stories without the Straw Hats for, for a while now. And it's just been banger after banger after banger. So, yeah, One Piece Chapter 1085 was absolutely amazing per usual. One Piece has been cooking. It's like One Piece and everybody else at this point. So I can't really be, I can't really be, you know, I can't really say much else about all this lore that's dropping in One Piece. Like, it's delivering constantly. How much do you long? Do you, how much longer do you think Emu will remain hidden? Too many people seem to know about their existence for the 
king slash queen of the world to stay in the shadows. I'm picturing complete chaos. Emu, I don't really know. I think the the core piece behind all of this and Emu's identity, especially, I think Vivi was with Big News Morgan, is Big News Morgan dropping this nugget. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when they find out about who King Emu is and the truth about the Celestial Dragons and the Elders. What will, like, Akainu do after he finds out? What will the military do? What will Garp do? What will Aokiji do? There are so many players, and the ambiguity of, like, who's good and evil right now in One Piece is is really hard to say. I think the only thing we could tell as of right now is King Emu and the Elders seem to be the biggest bad guys in the series. And that and that's at the same time when Blackbeard exists. Right? So I'm I'm so curious to see what happens moving forward. Um, moving on to the next chapter, My Hero Academia, chapter 390 has dropped. Again, another very short chapter, a lot of amazing panels, a lot of amazing pages. We got Shoto's new move. I mean, there's really not much to say. Like, it was kind of leading up to Shoto doing a huge move to kind of stop Dobby blowing everybody else. Like, it w- it's one of those things where we kind of knew the progression of the story, kind of like how when, you know, in Black Clover, we knew after that two-week break, it's going to be Nozelle and- versus Asier. Like, w- sure, that's fine if the progression of the story is, like, that simplistic. But, you know... You just got to deliver. I think it, it is what it is. It was a very short chapter per usual for the last couple of weeks. The move was cool for what it was. I didn't really like go overboard in terms of what happened. My only thing as for right now is like Dobby's final words. Like will Dobby like uh just die? Will Dobby and Endeavor just die? Will Todoroki try to save both of them? Will Dobby repent for what he did? I think his villain story just comes more full circle if he never repents. It really just shows you how bad um, things can get based off your own like innate uh, obsession, especially with the obsession of being number one and how cor- how corrupt that can make like hero society. Right? I prefer Dobby kind of just like remaining true to who he was. So we we will see. I think if Dobby dies, though, I do think Endeavor probably has to die as well to kind of kind of keep the keep the tone of the situation. I just hope that this is total. This isn't Todoroki's only like moment. Sure, in terms of like overall appeal, in terms of like character narratives, the Todoroki family crisis is probably the best. But I do think Todoroki should still be involved with the fight against Shigaraki, just like how they want to bring back Bakugo, right? So hopefully he does come back in the story. That is what I'm hoping for, but we shall see. And probably the only other chapter, you know, that was really good for this week was Kaiju number eight. We had Gen Narumi struggling, surpassing his limits against the Kaiju. One question that I got answered is, do other Kaiju talk as well? Well, in this chapter, it was confirmed. It seemed like other kaiju that is well, that was made by number nine have special characteristics that is in in relation to the general himself. So that's pretty cool. Um, this this kaiju knowing all Narumi's moves, you know, obviously that's going to make him struggle. He's going to surpass his limit and beat the kaiju. This is another one of those things where. The expectation moving forward for Kaiju number eight is the next battle, right? 
the villain of the week type situation. And although that can be cool, it, it is a lot more not satisfying when you have to wait on a inconsistent schedule. Like it'll be much more impactful if we get week after week after week after week, but it's like week, week break, come back, two week break, come back, week break. It's super inconsistent. It's actually is extremely annoying. So like none of this is really like impact. I mean, maybe if I binge read it, that'll be much more different but we're only on the second fight we had you know uh shinamiya defeat her she surpassed her limit defeat hers narumi surpassing his limit to bring him attacks that he's never used before we're eventually gonna have the other guys surpass their limits as well so you know it is what it is nothing too crazy everybody's just surpassing this limit will something unexpected happens we're just gonna have to wait and see for kaiju number eight now, one thing that I did want to do, I'm going to have this a whole segment and make a, this uh, YouTube video about this as well, is I wanted to do something called This is AI Anime Matchups. Basically, I'm going to have AI, ChatGBT, uh, determine who would win in a fight, and then I'm going to analyze and see how legit this really is. Uh, so let's go first matchup. Who would win in a fight between Naruto versus Ichigo. Let's see what Chad JPT says. Oh, okay. Let's see what. All right. Let's see where we're going. All right, Chad GBT, they said, determining the outcome of a hypothetical fight between Naruto Uzumaki from the Naruto series and Ichiko Kurosaki from the Bleach series is subjective and depends on various factors, facts. Naruto possesses the power of the Nine Tails, can tap into Chakra of the Nine Tails to enhance his abilities, can enter Sage Mode, Six Pass Sage Mode, um, all that great stuff. Yeah, facts. You know, you're right, chat. Has access to a wide range of ninjutsu, powerful shadow clones, Ichigo Kurosaki is a Shinigami, can use the Zambato, men's physical speed and durability, enter different forms like Bankai and Holification, possess various combat skills, all that said. All right, this is the conclusion from JPT. Who would win in a fight? Considering their abilities, it's difficult to determine the winner. However, Naruto has demonstrated incredible, incredible stamina, versatility in combat, and the ability to take on opponents with vast power. Ichigo, on the other hand, has immense spiritual pressure and has defeated incredible powerful enemies. Ultimately, the outcome of a fight between Naruto and Ichigo will heavily depend on the circumstances, the plot, and the creative decisions of their respective creators. That's not an answer. Who wins the fight? Who, who wins the fight? Don't give me no political answer. Oh, they said, I cannot predict the outcome of a hypothetical fight between Naruto and Ichigo with certainty. Okay. Okay. All right. Who is most likely to win the fight? Uh, what are you okay, Chat GPT? Give me an answer, bro. Oh, Chat GPT is not giving me an answer. They said it's too hypothetical, it's too speculative. I can't give an answer. You know, I kind of respect it. Uh, it, it's up to individual interpretation, personal preference as to who believes. Hey, man, Chat GPT stand 10 toes down. They don't want to give an outright answer in terms of who wins because it's so subjective and speculative. I understand. Let me try one more matchup. And see if they get this one. 
Okay. Who wins in a fight between uh, Deku versus Asta? All right, let's see what they say about this. I'm not going to read all the characteristics. But I'm going to read the conclusion. Okay, consider their abilities. That gives them incredible strength and versatility. Asa's anti-nullify magical attacks and a battle deck of strategy and tactical thinking could play a crucial role. Whereas Asa's relentless physical physicality and anti-magic abilities could pose a significant challenge for Deku. The outcome depends on several factors, a uh, matter of personal interpretation. So it seems like Chabot GPT will never do an outright versus battle in terms of anime matchups. Okay. I understand. I understand. But I'm disappointed. I am disappointed. So I want to go over some other weekly manga very briefly in terms of what was going on this week. Um, earlier to to make kind of kind of notify that Chojin X has dropped another chapter. It was amazing per usual when it comes to Chojin X. Chojin X has been a great manga for the most part, made by the same guy that's made Tokyo Ghoul. Very much enjoyed what they put out. Um, their themes and their artwork and the the tone of the story is extremely dark and extremely basically like end of the world ish basically. What really, I, I've said this before, I don't think it will reach the heights of Tokyo Ghoul until it establishes characters that are interesting enough. And it also has an issue where it's inconsistent with its scheduling. But it may be possible for how like this timescape develops Tokyo's character, how it develops um, Ellie, how it develops uh, Azuma as well. And their relationship, the three characters, three main characters for the story. So I'll be excited to see what happens moving forward in reference to what they got going on. Have you read chapter 22, February 100? Some familiar shonen elements have been introduced. I have. I have. I'm going to go over my top five new manga of the week. And uh, Fabric 100 per usually is always in my top five. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, Fortnite's Apocalypse dropped Gawain. Uh, very capable she was doing a lot of amazing things but she easily gets outsmarted by adults i think that's going to be a huge detriment to her character nason seemed to be losing faith in percival because of percival's naivete and the behemoth lore that was introduced in the seven deadly sins series will be interesting to see how that plays out mashal beating someone with a flick is kind of crazy i've already said this before mashal is a fun series, but to expect like concrete and elaborate narrative writing is kind of foolish. It's just a fun, hilarious series with great action and great art. That's all you got to expect from Mashal. Chainsaw Man was extremely interesting. I think Chainsaw Man is entering a very interesting stage of their story where it seems like Makima might take the main stage as an MC as we see her at school. It's just fascinating now that she's a character. Obviously, her personality is completely different considering now she's a child who's obviously has childlike mindset, but staying that still that same type of like innate um, arrogance and cockiness and selfishness, right? It's also interesting to see that now she indicated that she has a sibling um, who's supposed to be 
awaiting some incoming like big thing that's happening in chainsaw man universe but they established that the war devil is supposed to be stronger than chainsaw man so amen that's probably why they're setting asa's main character she's stronger than chainsaw man it'd be curious to see how this kind of works out undead unlock cooking per usual great to see a lot of side characters get their due diligence yozakura family I'm gonna. This is a claim that's gonna be clipped. Mission Yozakura family may have the strongest cast of main characters in modern shonen. Like this is a reason why I say this is the second coming in terms of uh, uh, Contact Kano Hitman Reborn because I think the Vongla family was the strongest group in shonen period. But now the Yozakura family has been introduced. I think the Yozakura family in current modern shonen is the strongest, best written, most entertaining group in shonen right now that is my claim yozakura family cooking lucid samurai touching upon new elements of their story where there's new characters now being introduced seems like they may go into a time skip another claim that i'm about to make this will also be clipped takiyuji the main villain for the of samurai is entering another tier of villainry He's an amazing villain and compared to current villains in Shonen. But I think with more writing, more storytelling, maybe even like more uh, like by the time this series is like two thirds the way finished, I think Takayuju will enter the class of S tier Shonen villain. I think he will enter the same class as a Griffith, as a Johan Liebert, as an Aizen. Takayuji from the Elusive Samurai will be the next goaded villain in shonen history this may be hyperbolic but i'm sticking to it spikes family was great of course keeping up with the narrative sakamoto days amazing fights amazing choreography can't wait to see that animated and now we're gonna go into our final segment of the week the top five new manga of the week number five i got no ways exorcist they have now officially introduced an exorcist in the series that's not the main character so to see his interaction with this girl and now we're probably going to go into the lore of exorcist in the uh in the series will be extremely interesting and to see how they build upon that we'll see if this series eventually gets axed or not number four fabricant 100 they are doing great per usual they got the amazing mc the amazing side character they got villains that are putting up a threat. And now we got a new power from the main lady with fire powers, right? You know, it's kind of, they got simple powers with, you know, the main character having a kind of NDS powers where he can heal and use his blood to attack kind of. And now the main fabricant has a fire-based ability. So we're going to have to see how that plays out with everything said and done, of course, to see how much of a threat future fabricants will be. Uh, he said, I'm still on Chainsaw Man for the long run. The ways Exorcist is still finding its footing, but still interesting. Any thoughts of Gokurit Kudai getting printed? Oh, uh, we'll talk about Gokurit Kudai. Number three, Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins has gone into another plot twist. Somehow, this series has not another plot twist. I think this is one of the most convoluted series I've seen in Shonen in a long time. They're here to stay. I I'm sorry to say, with how he's writing a series... If you maybe this is maybe it's one of those series where it's like, okay, if you just want action, you won't like this series. If you just want, you know, 
character, uh, you know, cool characters, you won't like this series. If you care about story writing, unique story writing, this series, Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins, is probably the creme de la creme as of right now in telling a unique and complex story. Like, they are a tier above everybody else right now. Apparently, this manga is not a new manga. I don't really understand. It dropped a chapter today. Um, so I don't even know the series that well. Uh, it's called Dark Gathering. If you know what Dark Gathering is, if you know the lore behind it, it's like a horror manga that's very, very creepy for some. Very interesting. And number one per usual, Gokuroku Guy. I said this before, and I'll say it every week. Gokuroku Guy is the most, uh, it's the next big manga. Um, Tume said it got printed. Not surprised. It is. It will be the next big manga. It, it it just will be. It has everything it needs to be to be established. And the recent chapter of Gokuroku Guy was a banger. The recent chapter had our main character, Alma, do something that he will regret for the rest of his life. It introduced a main villain who is broken beyond belief and has no morality. Gokuroku guy will be the next big manga. That's all I got to say regarding Gokuroku guy. Extremely interesting, super fascinating. The same things that we I say time and time again. Uh, be interesting to see what happens the next week. Um, regarding the nog I, I i still need to see oshinoko so i'm gonna give my honest opinion about that and doing another objective analysis of course but yeah i think that's all i got for today black clover will drop another chapter next week we'll see what will happen between universe and lucius we'll see the continuation of gojo versus akuna where do they go next in terms of the one piece but al sabo backstory and My Hero Academia, are they finally done with the Dobby story? Will Dobby um, redeem himself next week? Will be a banger for manga. Will be a banger for Shonen. I'll be. I can't wait to see kind of what happens overall. So we'll be back for that, of course. Hope you guys enjoyed. Who showed up? Hope you enjoying the live stream that is popping up. And obviously, this will be a podcast, of course. Y'all have a good one. Take care. And peace.